This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. So time plus patience plus consistent contributions and compound interest, that's the recipe. That's how you set yourself up for a comfortable retirement, and that's how you become a millionaire. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we are going to do three things. First, we'll be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about how to get started with investing. And second, we're going to answer another question about leaving your investment advisor and what to do with your 529 at that point. And last but not least... We have my daughter, Zoe, joining us for another money quiz and to read our review of the month. All right, let's jump into today's show. Our first question comes in from Juju, and it's simple and it's sweet, my friends here. Here it goes. How do I get started? investing. That's it. <laughs> and, and it's a perfect one. Juju, I, I really appreciate it. This is such an important time in your life where you can say, how do I get started doing this? You know, it's something you want to do. So let's do it. Right. And I can tell from the brevity and the matter of factness of this question that you are ready to get started now. So in the spirit of your question, I won't delay any further. If I were starting from scratch today with investing, Here's how I would do it. Number one, define your purpose for investing. If you invest or even save without a purpose, your zest for continuing can eventually fade. You'll look back after a few months or a few years and say, what is the purpose of this? So right off the bat, I suggest defining why you want to invest in the first place. If you're looking for a reason, I'll give you one, retirement. It's eventually coming, and you want to be prepared. There will come a day when you want to stop working or you're forced to stop working and you want to create an income for yourself so you can enjoy your later years in style. And the earlier you start investing, the earlier that enjoyment can start. Right now, the median retirement savings for people in the United States between the ages of 35 and 44 is $60,000. So if you take a 4% safe withdrawal of $60,000 per year, you're going to have $2,400 per year to live on. I don't know about you, but that's not a lot of money for most people. Our family spends around sixty to $70,000 per year, so $2,400 wouldn't cut it for us. We'd need around $1.5 million to $1.75 million to live our comfortable, typical year. So if your retirement investing pot is a little low, it's time to continue growing it. Number two, get company matching funds. Juju, do you work at a company that matches your 401k or your 403b contributions? If so, that is the best place to start when it comes to investing for your retirement because it's free money. 
For example, let's say your company matches 50% of your contributions per year to your first, call it $5,000 of contributions. If you decide to do $5,000 of contributions, then your company will also contribute another $2,500. That's $2,500 of free money. So I just got to reiterate that. We love free money around here. (laughs) Some companies are also doing this with their health savings accounts as well, their HSA programs. So if you contribute to your HSA, they may match a portion of your contributions there as well. So my point here is to check with your company to see what matching benefits they provide for your retirement and potentially your future healthcare costs with the HSA. There may be some free money just laying around waiting for you to snag it. Number three, invest with tax advantages. If you're gonna invest, you might as well save on taxes. That's more money for you today and in the future. Here are a few avenues to consider when it comes to tax-advantaged investing. The first one is the 401k or 403b. Yeah, we mentioned these routes already for their matching benefits, but the 401k is also a great way to save on taxes as well. If you go with the traditional 401k, you can invest today pre-tax and your contributions grow tax deferred until you withdraw the funds in retirement or whenever you want to withdraw the funds. So if you're in a higher tax bracket now, your 401k contributions may allow you to pay fewer taxes today. There's also a Roth 401k option that is growing in popularity as of late as well. The 401k option allows you to contribute after tax money. So when you retire, you can withdraw your money tax-free. With these two options, the traditional 401k, the Roth 401k, you're essentially choosing when you want to pay the taxes, now or later. Another tax-advantaged option is the IRA. The IRA, also known as the Individual Retirement Arrangement, whatever, it's a horrible name. Just remember IRA (laughs) as another tax-advantaged retirement vehicle that's going to help you prepare for your best years and to pay fewer taxes. Just like the 401k, there's a traditional option and a Roth option, so you can contribute pre-tax or after-tax. This investment option is not employer-sponsored, so you'll need to look into this by yourself or you know through a financial advisor. But you can also do that with a low-cost broker like Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab. I'm a fan of really all those, honestly. Another tax-advantaged option, well, we gotta keep them going here, health savings account. We talked about that a little bit. Don't get fooled by the name with the savings part. This is an opportunity for you to invest as well. So by contributing to an HSA, you can save on taxes today and save for future health care costs as well. And with the cost of health care rising and rising and rising, I think it's going to be a smart move to invest and prepare for the inevitable, my friends. If you end up being really healthy and you want to use your HSA for non-medical expenses in retirement, you can use it penalty-free after the age of 65. So it's a little stealth retirement account as well. You just have to pay the taxes on it at the time. So anyway, those are three things to consider. 401k, IRA, and HSA for tax-advantaged savings. All right, number four, keep it simple with index funds. 
Now that we've talked about where to invest, let's talk about how to invest. And here's my sort of mid-show disclaimer here, everybody. I am not a financial advisor. This is not advice. This is for entertainment. If you want specific advice that meets your specific situation, I would suggest meeting with a professional financial advisor instead of some dude in his basement. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, back to our entertainment. (laughs) If you want to keep things simple because you have a million other things to worry about, I'd recommend looking into index funds. Index funds track an index like the S&P 500. You probably heard that term before, and they mirror their performance. So instead of buying a single stock and just hoping for the best, an index fund owns a small portion of a whole bunch of stocks. This way, you're not relying on one or two or three stocks to help your portfolio grow. You're relying on hundreds or even thousands of them depending on the index you choose to mirror. For example, let's say you invest in an S&P 500 index fund like Vanguard's S&P 500 ETF index fund with the ticker symbol VOO. By buying one share, which today is priced at $386, you are now an owner for $500 of the top US companies, including Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Tesla, Visa, and much, much more. If one of those companies starts to do poorly, and eventually falls off of the S&P 500 list, which happens from time to time, you automatically are not investing in that company anymore. It's awesome. You don't have to worry about the buying and selling. As legendary author and index fund lover J.L. Collins says, it's self-cleansing, which is really cool. Also, over the S&P 500's nearly 100-year history, it has a historic annualized average return of around 10%. That is a great return. Index funds are not just for U.S. stocks either, my friends. You can also get international stock index funds, small cap, large cap, bond index funds, international bonds, and even real estate through REIT index funds. So I'm a fan. Works for me. Anyway, number five, choose a low-cost brokerage partner. If you are committing to this investment journey, you're going to want a partner that is going to help you to succeed. I would go with a low-cost broker like Vanguard, Fidelity, or Schwab. These three firms are working hard to give you an experience that makes the process simple and it keeps the fees low. I've worked with both Vanguard and Fidelity for my family's investments. And without a doubt, I'd recommend either one of those to you to invest for your future. And they're not paying me any money. I mean, if they want to pay me money to say that, that's cool. But honestly, I'm not getting sponsored by either one of them (laughs) to say this. Vanguard, Fidelity, Schwab, you can't go wrong here. You can easily sign up online to open up your account. And if you decide your purpose is retirement investing, consider an IRA or a Roth IRA. If you want to invest for non-retirement purposes, look into a taxable brokerage account with one of these partners. It can be a one-stop shop for your investment needs, my friends. Even Fidelity has an excellent HSA program, so might be something to consider for Fidelity there. Number six, commit to consistency. 
I've interviewed over 200 financially independent couples and millionaire parents. One major key to their investing success is committing to consistently investing in good times and in bad times. They set up a recurring investment each month and they invest when shares are low and they invest when shares are high. So decide how much you can commit to investing each month and be consistent with it. The three low-cost brokerage partners I mentioned offer you the ability to automate your investments. So no matter what, you are investing. You don't have to worry about what's going on. You just invest each month. You set your plan. And before you know it, your accounts are growing consistently. Number seven, ignore the noise. The news media makes money by getting you to watch, to read, and to listen. What better way to do this than provide you with breaking news updates every 20 minutes? Breaking news. The stock market dropped 200 points. (gasps) Breaking news. The stock market went up 200 points. Breaking news. Elon Musk tweeted something about a new cryptocurrency with a picture of Miss Pac-Man on it. (laughs) You get my point. When you're a buy and hold investor, you need to be able to ignore the noise and stay the course. If you're selling when you're stressed or buying when you think you got a hot stock tip, then you're not an investor. You're a trader. Trading is paying attention to daily stock tips and movements in the market. Investors relax, put their faith in proven long-term buys, and they wait. Investors win long-term. So ignore the noise, invest for the long-term, and watch your account grow. Number eight, diversify to aid in the relaxation. As I mentioned earlier, your investments do not have to be stocks. It's important not to put all of your eggs in one basket. So look at ways to diversify your portfolio with other investments like bonds, international stocks, and even REITs, which are real estate investment trusts. As you get closer to retirement, you'll want to consider a less volatile portfolio. So that just essentially means, you know, stocks, they tend to be more frenetic, volatile, up and down, do-do-do-do-do, while bonds are more consistent. I like to use the quick math problem of 120 minus your age equals your stock allocation. So for me, that's 120 minus 40 equals 80% stocks. Well, I guess I'm not quite 40. I'm almost 40. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. 120 minus 40 equals 80% stocks. That would give me an 80% stock portfolio and a 20% bond portfolio. So 80% stocks, 20% bonds. Now, when I'm 60 years old, that math problem would be 120 minus 60 equals 60% stocks and then 40% bonds. So this is just a quick rule of thumb and your situation may be much, much different than mine. So do your research and invest according to your specific situation and your stage in life. Number nine, be patient. One of the simplest yet most difficult parts of investing is simply waiting. In the beginning, your balance is going to be small. Depending on how much you put in your account each month, it may stay that way for a while. But for those that stay in the game for the long term, buying and holding, those are the ones who become millionaire investors. It's not to say you can't make money day trading. I don't mean to bash that, you know, buying and selling stocks or crypto as the markets move up and down. But 
honestly, I don't have time for that. And I wouldn't suggest it. To me, that is stressful. I've got a lot of other things that are important for me to do during the day. I want to be with my family. I want to work on this small business. I want to volunteer in my community. I want to exercise. I don't want to stare at my screen all day wondering if the stock I bought is going to crash or the doggy currency, <laughs> dog coin, <laughs> is, is going up or down. I really don't. So I'd recommend buying and holding for the long term. It'll require a lot of patience, but you'll be much closer to your goals in the end. Number 10, behold the power of compound interest. To demonstrate how awesome compound interest is, let's say you have $10,000 to invest today and you simply let it sit in an S&P 500 index fund for the next 40 years, making just 7%. It's a conservative 7%. 40 years later, you're going to have around $150,000. $10,000 turns into $150,000 through time, patience, and compound interest. That's not putting another dime in, just $10,000 and letting it sit. Compound interest is when your money makes money for you again and again and again. So let's say you decide, you know, to put some money in. Let's say you decide to contribute $500 per month in that same example. $10,000 initial investment, $500 per month, and 40 years of patience. You could expect to have around $1.3 million. Okay, so time plus patience plus consistent contributions and compound interest, that's the recipe. That's how you set yourself up for a comfortable retirement, and that's how you become a millionaire. And as you make more money, contribute more money. That's how your wealth grows and that of your family and so on and so on and generations to come. That's how it works. That's at least how it's worked for me. <laughs> Things are going well. I followed all 10 of these steps and that would be my suggestion for you. So those are the 10 steps, everybody. And I hope they help you, Juju, as you dive into investing and I wish you the best of luck. But enough from me, everybody. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you think about these ideas. Anything you'd add? Anything that's worked well for you? Please hit me up on social media at Andy Hill MKM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Spending a lot of time on Instagram. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs 
Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. And our second question comes in from Cassie through our Marriage, Kids, and Money community newsletter. By the way, if you guys are interested in that biweekly newsletter, you can go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash free gift. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash free gift. You'll be added to our newsletter and you'll get access to a video that I created showing you the 10 steps we took to pay off our mortgage early. And it's just fun to hang out and chat with everybody. So consider that. Anyway, back to the question from Cassie. Here she is. I just recently transferred my Roth IRA out of Edward Jones and into Vanguard. I still have the Minnesota 529 plan with them though, and I'm wondering where I can move that to. Vanguard has the Nevada one only, and I'm curious if you have your kids' college savings through them as well. Cassie, thank you very much for reaching out. I appreciate it. And congratulations on grabbing a hold of your retirement future and connecting with a low-cost broker like Vanguard. This is one of the best moves we made as well. You know, when it came to our investing future, we left our investment broker because of their general lack of transparency and high fees. And we moved our Roth IRAs over to Fidelity. And I'm so happy that we did. Since then, I've learned so much more about investing and I found ways to keep it simple and effective. As for your question about moving your 529 to Vanguard, that's the more specific question you have. If you're already investing in your state-sponsored 529 plan, it might make the most sense just to stay there. We invest in our kids' 529 in our state plan in Michigan. Our fees are low. They provide time-based options that sort of decrease our volatility as the graduation dates draw closer. So when Zoe's going to be 18, we're more heavy into bonds and and things like that as, as, as it gets closer to her graduation date. 
And we also get a state tax deduction on our contributions as well. So there's lots of benefits for our Michigan plan. I don't know a ton about the Minnesota plan, but I'm assuming you live there based on your question. But I do know, according to their their website, that their state plan does provide a state tax deduction as well. So that's cool. Check out their fees and check out the options they have and do a little research to see if the Minnesota plan makes sense. Just because Vanguard has connected with the Nevada plan doesn't mean it's the best for your situation. If you can get that state tax deduction and you got some good investment options in the Minnesota one, that might make sense to stay there. I actually, I called the Minnesota plan provider and discussed this situation. I didn't mention your name or anything. I just pretended I was in this situation and I lived in Minnesota. And they made it sound pretty easy to move away Away from your advisor and manage the account yourself if you decide to do that. So I'd suggest contacting your state plan provider. The website is mnsaves.org and talk with them about the process. It sounds like a simple process and you would just be managing everything going forward. So congratulations on taking a hold of your future here, Cassie. This is great. And now I want you and everyone to know that this conversation about you know, leaving your financial advisor. I'm not anti-financial advisor. And I'm assuming whatever happens with Cassie here, she made a good decision for her life. In fact, I think it's actually very smart to meet with a professional to support you with your financial goals. But I would recommend a fee-only certified financial planner. You understand going into it what their fees are. They're very transparent. And they have signed a fiduciary oath to work in your best interest, not theirs. And even if you meet with one of these folks and they're not transparent about their fees, they should be, make sure that you understand what you're paying for and how you're paying them. I wish I had asked better questions in the future and I wish I had found a partnership like that originally. But the lessons I learned from my first financial advisor experience, they've helped me to become more self-sufficient today. So for that, I'm very grateful. Cassie, good luck with this change and keep us posted on how it all goes. Hey, everybody, are you considering leaving your financial advisor and going solo on your investing journey? Do you think this is a horrible idea? Either way, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know on social media at Andy Hill MKM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I'd love to hear what people think on this topic. So reach out. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. We talked about a lot of investing stuff here today. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation, not some dude with a microphone on the internet. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show. Please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help more people to find this show. So to encourage you to leave a review of this show, each month we do a book giveaway. So we received four reviews since last month's book giveaway offer. And as a reminder, this quarter, we're going to be giving away three different book options from past podcast guests. The first one is You Need a Budget by Jesse Meacham. And the second one is The Dumb Things Smart People Do With Their Money by Jill Schlesinger. And the last but not least is Aaron Lowry's book, Broke Millennial Takes on Investing. And to help me pick the winner this week, I've got my assistant Zoe Hill here to help me once again. How's it going, Zoe? Oh, she's back with the water, everybody. (laughs) Oh, man. You got a fresh, clean mouth now? Yep. 
Oh. Hey, I didn't pick you up from school this week. Are you kind of bummed that I didn't do money quiz in well, the car? Well, I'm kind of bummed that you didn't pick me up after art, but I still like art, so. Mm. So you didn't get to miss. Well, he, yeah, like last time I had to kind of be around art. Is art. At one, art is at like 105, so okay. if you picked me up around like 146. Like Perfect. 145, that would have been right. good. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll just like get you out of school. But actually in July, the next time we'll do this, you're going to be done with school. So maybe when you're in fourth grade. Sound okay. good? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do the money quiz before we read our review. How about that? Okay. Sound good? All right. Cue the cheesy game show music. Okay, for those who haven't listened to the money quiz before, we ask Zoe Hill three questions, and for every question she gets right, I digitally send over her a dollar into Yay. her ally account, Yay. and we used to do physical Yay. dollars, but Zoe's like kind of done with the, the physical dollars, right, baby? Well, I just don't like to carry all the money around. I know, it's kind of a pain, right? You and could lose it, and like then you like don't have it anymore. I carry a card and then just there like you go. swipe. Debit card for the for the rest of us. Here we go. Okay, let's start with the first question. Drum okay. roll, please. All yeah, right. First question. Zoe, this first one is entitled Money and Multiplication. Mm-hmm. I know you know all about money, right? And multiplication. Yeah. So for Calvin's birthday tomorrow, we are going to buy 10 pizzas. Yep. If each pizza has eight slices... How many pizza slices will we have? 80. 80 is correct. Way to go. Nice job. There you go. Just like our little flashcards. There you go, everybody. Hey, if you are doing a pizza party or doing anything in life, anything times 10. Is, is just at a zero. Just at a zero. There we go. Awesome. All right. Question number two. Question number two we've got here. Yesterday, you were a part of mommy donating a bunch of stuff to charity. She put it outside and put it out there for people to have. So why do you think it's good to donate stuff to charity? Quote, unquote, stuff. Stuff. Um, Well, first of all, charity reminds me of a ding, ding, homeless people. So if you donate to charity, that's technically giving free stuff to homeless people so they can survive. Like a nice couch so they can take a nap on it instead of like laying in the grass if they don't have a home and like some food and water so they can survive. I love it, Zoe. That's thinking of other people who don't have as many benefits as we do. Not just people, maybe some animals. Animals too. Yes, we could definitely do donations. I know you do money donations to uh, animals too, right? Yeah, Yeah, I really like to do it to cats and pandas and stuff. That's awesome, baby. Well, I love your heart. And that is a correct answer, everybody. She gets another dollar sent (laughs) over to her ally account. Yay! Next question. (laughs) Question three, right up here. Here we go. Ever since we paid off our mortgage, Mommy and I have a little bit more money now to buy things that we like, like vacations and home updates and even a hot tub coming in October. October. So, Zoe, I have to ask you a question. If you magically had $2,000 each month, what would you do with that money? I'm very interested. First of all, I would split it. 1000 and 1000 1000 I would save for stuff that I need, and like 1000 I would spend, like, if I want some new fidget toys. <laughs> <I> <laughs> you can get a lot of fidget toys with that. And, like, 
probably like a new computer. Oh, a computer. I like that. I don't want to use school computers because they're taking mine away. Yeah. Yeah. I next like week, got to turn it in, right? Computer. Computers okay. are fun. Well, that sounds like a big goal for us to think about in the future. Maybe having your own maybe laptop. Maybe some decorations for my room. I That's don't know. cool. I, I like it. it. Well, it's fun to think about what you can do with your money when you have a lot more of it. So I'm excited to talk to a lot of people on our show that pay off their mortgage and then they get that realization. They're like, wow, we have thousands more each month because we don't have to pay off the mortgage. Do you remember when we paid off the mortgage and the celebration we did? Yep. I feel like I still, I was still missing my front tooth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we were roasting my s'mores and like making it into a pinata and like yeah. running through it. I remember that. That's awesome. Yeah. We had a lot of fun doing that. Well, that's another correct answer, my friends, because obviously it's Zoe's opinion and it's important for her. So she gets $3 in her ally account. Yay! Yay! I'm happy, happy, happy for you. And it's Friday. So today's a great day, everybody. Why don't we read our reviews? So we got four reviews from last month's book giveaway. And let's see what Alexa has to say. Okay. Alexa, pick a number between one and four. Your random number between one and four is three. Excellent. Well, our third review comes in from Carlos from San Antonio, Texas. And his subject is love this show, the host and bread and wine episodes. Thank you, Carlos. Zoe, can you read this review? Andy is a passionate host that really aims to help his listeners. He's transparent about his own life and shares his own success and mistakes. So others can learn about his mistakes and stuff. I always look forward to bread and wine episodes with his wife, Nicole, and it reminds me of discussions that I have with my husband. Thanks for putting together this wonderful content. Excellent. Nice review. Very cool. Carlos, thank you so much for that. And Zoe, thank you very much for reading it once again. I think this is probably the second year in a row. I mean, like how many times have we done this together? 24 months. Jeez, <laughs> you're awesome. So Carlos, I unfortunately don't have your email. I, actually, not, not to be confused with the famous Carlos that shows up for our bread and wine episodes every week too. That's Carlos from North Carolina. This is Carlos from San Antonio. So Carlos from San Antonio, if you could send me an email with a screenshot of your review, I would love to send uh, one of these books your way and again everybody we're going to be doing the same process again next month what we've got to do with zoe of course but we're going to do new books because it's a new quarter so the first book we're going to be giving away is everybody fights so why not get better at it by kim and pen holderness and then the second one is get good with money by tiffany aliche and then the third one is first time home buyer by scott trench and mindy jensen these are all past podcast guests great books and excited to uh, put them in your hands people so please leave a review for us on apple Podcasts and take a screenshot of your review and email me andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or post your apple podcast review on social media and tag me at andy hill mkm that's how you do it carlos thanks again zoe thank you ready for some fun yeah all right thank you baby In June, we're coming at you with another awesome schedule, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. June 14th, next Monday, we've got author Anne Lise Wealth. She's going to join us to discuss how we can build a generational wealth for our family. She's written a whole book on it. And the Monday after that, I'm going to discuss how I am making one quarter of what I used to make in my previous career, and I'm going to talk about if the change was worth it or not. And in that same episode, we're going to be hearing from Mike and Leslie Hermanson about how they paid off their mortgage early and now how they're looking to do the same with their rental properties. 
And the Monday after that, June 28th, we're going to be learning from Josh and Allie Lupo about how house hacking is helping them live for free. And every Friday, you're going to hear more bread and wine with my wife, Nicole. This is a candid chat, everyone, between my wife and I about life, relationships, and money. We share a glass of wine. Sometimes we share a cup of coffee, depending on when we get the show done. But we're having a lot of fun with it. And based on the reviews, it sounds like you guys are having fun with it as well. Summer is nearly here, and I'll be here for you all summer long as you're exercising, doing yard work, or heading in on your way to work. I've loved podcasts for so long, and it makes me happy that I can be a reliable source for your podcast enjoyment all summer. So thanks for supporting me and my family, everyone. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from George S. Clayson from a book that I really love, The Richest Man in Babylon. Where the determination is, the way can be found. Best of luck with your investing journey, my friends. Carpe diem. 